You are listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. In Christ, we find the fullness of God's grace. Learn more about this truth in this message by Pastor Jansen Morados. We are in our new series entitled Proof. Actually, this is a series on grace. You know, in the Christian community, maraming mga patok na patok, ika nga, no? Na mga preaching. Uh, preaching on finances, patok yan. Preaching on healing, pupuntahan ng tao yan. Preaching on healing. Preaching on provision, generally, pupuntahan ng mga tao yan. Diba? Yung mga preaching on discipline, preaching on sin. Pero minsan, kahit, yes, of course, gusto natin yon, but to a certain degree, diba? Given the choice, mas gusto natin marinig yung mga preaching na, ay, finances, God, I will be blessed. You know what? Good news for you. This is one of them. No, This particular series. Four weeks, we will be talking about the grace of God. Our goal, our aim, our hope, our prayer, and our faith is that we would have a deeper understanding of the grace of God and so be able to you know, ascertain as well how it affects our lives, the outworking of the grace of God in so many, in fact, in all areas of our lives. Now, this is an introductory message for the next three weeks. So allow me just to establish this particular foundation of grace. No, This particular foundation of grace. Now, before I dive into the Word, kailangan ko lang ng konting participation. No? Baka yung iba sa inyo, gu- nagugutom. Now, inaantok pa. No? Pagkalipas nung hapon. Now, isa lang kailangan ko. Kailangan ko lang ng cooperation nyo. May small activity lang tayo. Okay lang ba? Ready ba kayo doon? Oh, Ready ba kayo doon? Okay, good. Okay, ganito lang. May papakita akong picture. I'll show you one picture and you just have to tell me if this picture is something that you like. So you will raise your hand. Pag, pag kita nyo agad ang picture, raise nyo agad yung hand nyo kung like kayo or dislike. Alright? Ayun lang. Very simple lang instruction natin. The moment you see the picture, you tell me kung like or dislike. Tapos keep your hands raised lang para makita rin ng iba. Lalong-lalo na yung mga magdi-decide pa kung like sila or dislike. Okay? Okay lang to, okay lang to, ha? Oh, ready na kayo? Okay, like or dislike. First picture. <laughs> Ang bilis niya, Siyempre naman, di ba? After crazy uh, VMA 2013 uh, number, I, I don't know, no? I'm just thankful to God that when my children... My uh, two uh, daughters saw it. Immediately, dislike din sila. You know? Oh, how about this? Ito, very interesting to. Ah. Uh, kaninang umaga, very... Ano ba yung answer nila? Actually, halos pare-pareho sila ng answer. Yung kaninang umaga, no? nag-minister din ako doon. Ah. Oh, next picture. Batman. Batman. Hey, pati nga. Come on, raise your hand. Batman. Batman. Wow! Can you, can you keep your hands raised? Kaninang umaga, maraming ganito, ha? Nakakagulit yung mga sagot ninyo. Nag-survey ako dun sa mga pastor. Ganun sila, ganun sila. So, <laughs> very interesting. Parang hating-hati kayo dito, no? Oh, ito, ito. Uh, kilala ko kung sino yung okay na okay dito. Okay, kaopisina namin dito. Okay, taas nyo, taas nyo. Kayo naman, nahihiya pa kayo. Feel... Pinanood niyo din naman to, no? Nagkukunwari pa kayo dyan. Okay. Oh. I'll tell you a secret, ha? Si Pastor Ariel actually recommended this movie to me, no? Yeah. Okay, next picture. 
Well, very obvious naman yan. Ano? No-brainer answer yan. Di ba? Binubuhay pa natin yung mga namatay. Alright. Ito next. Very interesting to. After an almost uh, sure divorce, no? Something happened in their relationship. Ano? Hala mo, maghihiwalay na tong power couple na to. Sige, sige. Oh, ano? Like, dislike. Like, come on, come on. Keep it raised. Keep it raised. Keep it raised. Like, dislike. Okay. Wow. Oh, majority. Lalong-lalong na siguro kung nagbabasa kayo ng mga ano, ano? Uh, ano ba tawag <laughs> Hindi tabloid eh. Ano ba? At least kung you keep abreast of the international or Hollywood news, ano? Especially when, an, akala mo magdi-divorce na sila, biglang pumasok itong knight in shining armor na who finally de- decided na sabi niya, no, I'm deciding to love my wife. Ah, bang klase yun ah. So, munti, akala mo masisiraan na ng ulo tong si babae, di ba? Because of whatever was di ba, taken, no? Sa ano niya. Anyway, okay. I think, oh, meron pa isa. Like or dislike. Interesting din to. Power couple. Come on. Uh, let me see it. Let me see it. Like or dislike. Wow. Oo. I think, marang, generally, the whole world, medyo like ito, di ba? Sa pamismo yung nagda-drive sa, ano niya, asawa niya, no? Papunta sa hospital o ng mga nganak. And makikita mo talaga si Prince William. Hawak-hawak niya parati yung baby niya. And you see the semblance of how Princess uh, D, the old, the late Princess D, dito sa kanyang, ano bang tawag mo dito? Daughter-in-law, no? Uh, parang napakagaling niya sa social work, she's very good with people, and so on and so forth. So, talagang worldwide power couple ito. Now, why am I saying all these things, no? Because almost always, our opinion of people, uh, how we see them, is almost always our opinion and how we see people, the favor we extend to others, almost always is dependent on what they could do for us or what they have done for us. Even yung mga pictures kanina, you feel good with them. Like, like ko yan. Miley Cyrus, ah, na, na, ano ako, na-offend ako sa ginawa niya, na-de-defile ang pagka-Kristyano ko. So dislike, di ba? And it's, and it's the same with all other relationships. The favor we extend to people almost always is dependent on what they have done for us or what they could do or what they are currently doing for us. Well, guess what? The grace of God is far from that. In fact, as we dive deep into the grace of God, we'll understand that even if people don't do anything, the grace of God is already upon us. And what I like about this particular preaching is that we can take out the grace of God and study it from different parts of Scripture, but we decided as a church movement in Victory Metro Manila to specifically take our Scripture now from John 1 because John defines it in the light of who Christ is. That grace is high, is dependent on who Christ is. And he attaches another word with which is quite interesting for me. Grace and truth. So are you ready to hear the word of God? Left to ourselves, left to ourselves. Without the grace of God, without the understanding of the grace of God, we will take on the challenges of this life and we will just pity ourselves and have our own self-pity party. That's one end of the spectrum. At the other end of the spectrum, we will have success in our life and think so proud that it is by ourselves. Now again, 
A good understanding of the grace of God puts us in the right mindset and perspective as we live our lives in our relationship with God, as we encounter success, and even in the most trying times of our lives. Are you ready to hear the Word of God? Open your Bibles to John 1. We'll read verses 14 to 17. Actually, 14, 16, and 17. I like the Apostle John. He is one of my favorite writers in the Bible. In fact, my favorite, and allow me, this is not related to the preaching, but my favorite quote or verse that he wrote is that he said, if I were to write everything, if I were to write books, everything about what Christ has done, there would not, the earth, the world would not have enough room to contain the books that will be written. Wow, amazing. And you're just talking about three years of ministry. So anyway, John 1, why do we all stand in reverence of the Word of God? If you don't have your Bibles with you, we do have it on the screen. John 1, verses 14, 16, and 17. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of what? Grace and truth. Very interesting. Verse 15, or rather, verse 16, from the fullness of His grace, which is our topic today, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law, for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. God, we thank you. We thank you for your word. Lord, we pray that your spirit will illuminate your word, that we may not just understand it, but God, that we may be able to live it out, Lord God. Lord, I pray that even after this preaching, your spirit will minister in such a way, God, that we would have a deeper appreciation of your grace, that we would live lives ever thankful to you, God. God, we thank you. God, you are the most important person in this room. God, bless the rest of this preaching, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please take your seats. Now, let me explain uh, kung ano yung rota natin. No? Explain ko lang kung saan tayo titigil, ano yung mga liku natin. Right? We'll talk about grace. We'll define grace biblically. Briefly, and I'm sure Pastor Ariel throughout this year has mentioned this at one point or another. No, I know I did. No? So, a, a brief description of grace and then I'll introduce two more terms for us to be able to understand uh, grace better. Now, after understanding grace or having a biblical definition of grace, we will talk about the truth word there as indicated in the verse that we've read. Fullness of grace and truth. Now again, as I mentioned earlier, we can talk about grace as it is. But we are intentionally taking this verse so that we can talk about grace in light. In light of the character of Christ and what He did. Who Christ is and His work. And to be able to talk about that, we need to talk about another word which is truth. That's why we took this particular verse and we will unpack this verse. So after talking about truth, we will dive now back to grace and then we will end this service and then you will have dinner. Okay? Game. Are you ready? Okay, grace. Grace. By definition, majority of the Christian, Christian world would define grace as this, no? Unmerited 
favor. Now, this is really good. It's a very simple uh, definition. Now, I like this particular definition. It's something that you do not merit. We don't deserve it, but it is given to us, that kind of favor. And this is not just a favor that kind of like what your friend will give you. Let me drive for you. A friend just a while ago drove for me. We got something from somewhere here in the area. And then that is a favor. But the favor is not just coming from any other individual, but from the most powerful and loving being and person that we could ever know, which is God Himself. And so just imagine the magnitude and the depth and the width and the Bible says the height of the kind of favor that God is giving through, through, uh, to us by His grace. This is unmerited favor. Now, let me introduce two more terms, if you don't mind, no? for us to be able to understand grace better. And I know for a fact that maybe Pastor Ariel, in, in a point this year, has uh, preached this, so I'll just go brief with this. Uh, I know uh, it, when I was still here in Victory Alabang, I, I clearly remember just talking about these uh, three concepts altogether. Now, to understand grace, let me introduce two more words. Talk about justice and mercy. Justice, mercy, and grace. Justice, getting what you deserve. No? Getting what you deserve. If you do something, you are paid well. If we work, we get something out of it. It is justice. No? Kaya pag hindi ka nagbayad ng tauhan mo sa opisina, what, what they will do is just to file a case with labor, and so they will get the justice that they deserve. So justice is if you do something, there is a payment. You get what you deserve. Okay? It is not favor. It is not unmerited. It is merited. No? Nararapat lang. Kung baga. So that's justice. Mercy. You don't get what you deserve. Now we understand this in the concept of sin. If we sin, mercy is we don't get the punishment for it. And we'll talk about that. We'll unpack that more later on. But grace is different. If justice is you get what you deserve, Mercy is you don't get what we deserve, what you deserve, or what we deserve. Grace is we get what we don't deserve. Meaning, you're not just not getting what we deserve, but we are getting more, in fact. No? Something that we don't deserve. Again, unmerited. Okay, allow me to use this as a uh, to be more, you know, para mas maintindihan pa natin ito. And, i-volunteer ko na yung favorite, ano ko ngayon, si Tito Panzer. Okay lang, Tito Panzer. Just come in front, sandali lang to. Sandali lang to. Favorite uh, evangelist ko to eh, si Tito Panzer. Oh, dito na lang, para. Okay, for example, for example, for us to be able to understand this, allow me to create a fictional character. Okay lang? Okay, imagine this. Okay, magkikreate tayo ng fictional character. Since my first name is Jansen, let me name this uh, fictional character as J. Pero ibahin naman natin para may iba talaga. So, si Mrs. J. Okay? Okay lang. Guess nyo. So, we have a fictional character, Mrs. Who? J. Mrs. J. For example, Mrs. J committed a crime. She stole 10 billion from the country. Okay, fictional character to. Okay, without implicating anyone. For example, Mrs. J stole 10 billion. So justice is what? Tell me. Hindi kayo nagbabasa ng diary. Justice is what? Huh? Ano? For example lang. Justice. Come on. 
imprison, okay? Or tawag natin ngayon, alam na alam na natin term to, pag nakikinig ka, nagbabasa ka ng dyaryo ngayon, ay reclusion perpetua or life imprisonment. That is justice. Now, what is mercy? Mercy is like this, most especially in the context of Jesus Christ. Mercy is, Tito Panzer will go to wherever Mrs. J is and she will knock at that at that, that, that institution and, they, and he will say, Wait a minute, kaping mainit! Wait a minute, kaping mainit! Substitution. You let out Mrs. J and I will go in for her. Meaning, she will not get what she deserves. In fact, I will get what she deserves. That is in the context of the Bible. Remember? Justice still has to happen. Someone has to pay for the penalty. And mercy is substitution. So, Tito Panzer, knock, knock, knock. Wait a minute, kaping mainit. Substitution. I go inside, she gets out. Mercy. Alright? Still follow. What is grace now? Before Mrs. J leaves the facility, you know what he will do? He will give Mrs. J 10 billion pesos. Yeah. You're smiling right now. Some of you are laughing. It's crazy, right? Well, guess what? The, God, the grace of God, it's crazy. In fact, we will not be able to fathom the graces of God because it is a crazy kind of grace. Amen? So justice, mercy, and the grace of God. Do you understand? Okay, we will unpack it now. Thank you, Tito Panzer. Palakpakan naman natin si Tito Panzer. Now, we go to Scripture now. Verse 14. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father. And we all know that John, the Apostle John, is talking about Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is, as He says, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. So now, let's look at this particular word first, meaning truth. Yes, He's full of grace. And at the same time, He's full of Truth, to understand grace, let me talk about truth first. What is truth? Meaning, Jesus Christ is the fullness of grace and truth. In fact, He is the embodiment of truth. So what is truth? What is the kind of truth that Jesus reveals to you and me? Truth. First truth that, we, that He reveals, an important truth that we need to establish first for this whole series is that the truth of our problem. That we have a very big problem. It, 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 it's definitely, definitely not your rental problem. It's definitely not your credit card payment problem. It's definitely not your business loan. But we have our biggest problem, sin, and the consequence of it is death. Why? Because of our sinful nature. And that's who we are. That is our biggest problem. And Christ presents this particular truth. He reveals us and we need to accept and understand that we indeed have a problem. In fact, all worldviews or so-called religions all, all around the world, except for Christianity, they will tell you that something in you is good. But it is only in our Bible and it is only Jesus Christ who describes us for who we really are. The Bible says we are utterly wicked. Utterly wicked. And it is only Christ who presents us with that brutal 
fact that we are utterly wicked and evil. Why? Because we decided. Because right from the start, humanity decided to take a bite from that fruit of the tree of knowledge and good and evil, and mankind decided for himself, I will determine what's good and what's right. Finally, we want to place it in our hands to determine what's good and what's right for us. And so we ate of that fruit. And so today, yes, you see the effects of it. There is a Harvard study, like the Harvard Law study. They made a study of what? Of the adults who came from sperm donations all around the world. To date, there are already about 2 million adults, talking about adults, who came from sperm donations. This is not artificial insemination. We're talking about those uh, females or women who just want to have babies, and what they do is they go to the sperm bank and they get a number of papers with numbers written on it, 10101, 10102, and per paper are descriptions of the characteristics of who this particular sperm came from. They don't have any relationship with the man, do not know the man personally. All they know, all they is the paper that is presented to them. And so out of all, Harvard Law School made a particular study, and you know what they found out? That these adults had problems emotionally and psychologically. Now, I don't have time to dive deep no, into this study, but this is one of their conclusions, a very interesting one, very interesting one. This is what they said. Today, the legal definition of parenting is now conflicting, contradictory, and inconsistent. Why? Because sperm donors may or may not be fathers. Surrogates or egg donors may not be considered as mothers. Girlfriends can be mothers. Girlfriends or female life partners can be fathers too, depending on the country and the state where you are in. And they said, wait for reproductive and same-sex reproduction. In fact, soon, coming soon to humanity at the, at the nearest lab near you. Scientists are now finding ways of creating a human embryo from only one genetic parent. Yeah. Oh, terrible. Yeah, because we are utterly wicked and evil. And that is who we are. That is mankind. That is a clear description of who we are. In fact, today we have been more concerned with what is legal than what is moral. Isn't it? First-hand information in all of a particular politician handling an executive and at the same time an administrative position. And this is what I got from her. The politician said, Hindi naman ako nanghihingi eh. Binibigyan lang. Because humanity today has been more concerned with what is legal than what is moral. We have been utterly wicked, evil. We have transgressed. We have sinned before the Lord. And that is the truth that Christ reveals. That is the hard and the brutal truth that Christ is revealing to you and me. But I am thankful I am thankful that Christ doesn't stop there. I am thankful that He, our Bible as well, did not stop there. 
Why? Because as much as Christ is presenting us the problem, it is because He knows of the solution. And yes, because Christ knows us for who we really are, as He said, utterly wicked, wicked generation. And because He knows us, He knows exactly what we need and the solution to our problem. That's why the Bible calls truth as a person, right? It is only in Christianity that you would have a solution that is not or that are not a set of principles to follow, eightfold paths to live by. It is not a set of systems not to believe in. It is not a bunch of principles to do or a list to do. No. In fact, it is only in Christianity that you have as a solution to our problem, not principles or systems or things to do, but the solution is a person. In fact, it is only Christ who says that I am the way, the truth. That is why the solution to our problems are not things to do, but a relationship to have. Because the solution is not a bunch of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, but the solution is the person of Jesus Christ. Because He is the embodiment of the truth that we need. Yes, we know that we have a sin truth in us. We are utterly wicked, evil by nature. But at the same time, He presents the truth as the solution that we need is Himself, Jesus Christ. I thank God for this particular solution. So Christ now is the embodiment of this truth. And now as we receive this particular solution to our sinful nature, we now understand grace better. Why? Because we know and we know that the solution are not things to do. Because we know and we've tried it, right? We've tried it. Look back at your life. You've tried to be good. We all tried to be good. But to what extent and for how long? We always fail, right? Tawag nga natin doon, BSDU. Alam niyo yun? Balik sa dating ugali. Why? Because we always go back to who we really are and what we really do until we have an encounter with the truth. Himself. Jesus Christ. And so because of this, we even did not do anything about it. That's why it is now called the grace of God. Now we look at the verse, from the fullness of His grace, verse 16, we all have received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Christ. Now grace, if Christ is the embodiment of truth, Christ is also the embodiment of grace. Meaning the solution that we are receiving is all by the grace of God. Through what? The Bible says, through Jesus Christ. Because we all know the solution. Because it was answered when He spread His hands and He declared, it is finished. And so we receive grace now. But we have to understand that because of this grace that happened to us about 2,000 years ago, we experienced grace not only because of our sins or on top to cover our sins, but we experience grace in general. So now let me expound. First, grace over sin. 
You know, many of us know this uh, novel character, Frankenstein. You know, if you, if you know Frankenstein, can you give me a nod? Okay, good. Frankenstein. Well, let me burst your bubble first. Frankenstein is not the monster. Frankenstein is actually the doctor who created the monster with no name, that benign monster. Now, now the writer of uh, the novel Frankenstein, it was written 1818 by Mary Shelley. Mary Shelley, if, 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 if you recall our literature class or Pasensya na, meron nerd ang dating ko ngayon. <laughs> Sino yung pinagsasabi mo, Pastor? Napanood ko lang sa movie yan. Well, Mary Shelley, the author, is uh, married to Percy B. Shelley. Now, some of you may know that particular name, no? si Percy B. Shelley. Anyway, now, yes, Mary Shelley, the one who wrote this particular novel, is not just a famed novelist. In fact, she is a famed atheist. Alright? So, from the pen of an atheist, she writes... Frankenstein. Now, cut the, I'll give you a summary of the book. Frankenstein is a benign, generous, kind being without sin, without blemish. And this particular uh, character, although strangely ugly, but this character, contrary to, to how Hollywood depicts it, in the novel is actually intelligent and highly articulate. In fact, when he was created, the first thing he did was to learn German and then learn French. And eventually, this monster, this benign monster, without blemish, without sin, eventually learned English. Now, the only desire of this monster, which Dr. Frankenstein created, was to gain the love and acceptance of humans. Because, nandito siya sa humanity. Now, the first half of his life was perfect because he was kind, he was generous, he was generally good. He lived a good life. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the second half of his life was corrupted already. You know how? Because the author depicted it, Mary Shane depicted it as, uh, as the monster now seeing human beings, how they live, the stories that we have, our history, the way we think, philosophy, and how we relate to each other, it caused something. It stirred something in his heart and in his mind to the point that he wanted to get back at humans. To the point that he became very violent, this monster. And, 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 and with this particular turnaround, I wanted to quote this, the, the monster, what he said in the novel. Very interesting. From the pen of an atheist, Okay. The monster says, when I first came into this world, I marveled at human beings. There could be nothing more noble, beautiful, and godlike. But the more I read about your history and observed your behavior, my admiration ceased, and I turned away in disgust and loathing. You seem to embody everything that is godlike and at the same time, and at the same time vicious and base. All I can conclude is that you were created in the image of something which is perfect and you have fallen away from it. I, however, the monster, was created in in the image of something which is imperfect and I have fallen away from that. And this is his conclusion. Therefore, my fall is much greater than yours clearly depicts who we are, humanity. That we have fallen from something which is so 
perfect. Wow, from the pen of an atheist, being able to capture Genesis 1.28, created in the image and likeness of God. And we have fallen so far that even the moral life, our moral life, will not be able to pay for our fall. That's why we need the grace of God through Jesus Christ. And that is the grace of God for our sin. That's why we receive salvation for free. Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 9. Why? Because no good work will be able to pay for, 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 for how far we have transgressed. It is the grace of God over the reality and the truth of our sin. But not just our sin. It is, it is with life in general. Life in general. I would like to call the worship team now as we almost end. Life in general. Why? Because in our life, we receive trials as well, right? There are trying circumstances. And whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, whether we are aware of it or not, the reality is we experience the grace of God in our life as we go through trying times. You know, let me show you Ashlyn. Ashlyn, Ashlyn Blocker. Now, her, she has a disease, and her disease is called SIPA. SIPA, congenital insensitivity to pain and hydrosis. SIPA. What's her problem? She cannot feel pain. In layman's terms, she cannot feel pain. You know, when she was between three to five years old, she was playing around the house, and accidentally, she placed her hand inside the boiling pot. And it was more than a minute. The doctors were estimating, but she did not feel anything. Up to the time when her parents saw it, she already had a third-degree burn. Didn't feel anything. Didn't cry. Why? Because she was insensitive to pain. In fact, from that point on, they learned about their sickness. So she lived a very, you know, bounded life. She had, you no, know, her hands were wrapped all over so that that incident wouldn't occur again. When she was seven, she was playing soccer with her siblings. And she did not know that she tripped over something. And when she tripped over something, she did not know that she, she had an ankle injury. Only after three weeks that her feet were so swollen already and her parents noticed and she was walking differently already, that's the only time they realized there must be something wrong with her feet. Her ankle brought her to the doctor to know that, oh man, she had an ankle injury approximately more than three weeks ago that hap- it happened. And you know the prayer of her mother? The prayer of her mother is, as written in this magazine, Lord, let my daughter feel pain. Lord, let my daughter feel pain pain. In times of pain, in trying times, in circumstances that were so pushed to the wall and we don't know what to do, guess what? The grace of God is upon us. That's why you are still here right now, able to listen to this particular preaching. In fact, you might be complaining of financial problem, but the reality is you will still eat later. Maybe not in the restaurant that you want to, and will not be able to order the things that you want to, but the reality is, 
we we'll still eat later. Why? Because of the grace of God in your life. Yes, in trials, as I end, also in success. This helps us keep the right perspective. Holding on to God in times of trials, but at the same time, keeps our feet on the ground. The grace of God keeps our feet on the ground in times when everything is working, when everything is A-OK, and everything that we've planned and set and imagined is working the way we wanted it to turn out. We have this friend, he uh, won't mention his name, Sabi niya, sige, pagsasabihin mo yung testimony ko, itago mo yung face ko, ha? And so, sinabi niya yun, tatago ko yung face niya. Alright. For, for two, this was taken more than a month ago, but for two years, we have been praying for him. He's working as sort of like the operations head of his bi- very big company. And this was taken more, uh, more than a month ago after we ran. And sabi niya, bro, lika, may papakita ako sa'yo. And then after niya pakita, bro, testimony ko to, etc., etc. And it was a brand new car. I mean, amoy, amoy leather, di ba? So, brand new car. Because for two years, we have been praying for a business. Because that's all he wanted to do, to have his own business. And he felt like that he has a call to be in the business world. And really, this is a very, hindi yung dial for riches lang, but he clearly knows that God has called him in that arena. And so for two years, he, he was praying. After a year or one year ago, there was an opportunity for him to be in business, but there was a problem. No? The problem was, if he dives into business, it means that he will have to resign from his company, which means that if he'll resign from his company, there would be an income lag. Mawawalan siya ng income. And who knows when his business will earn? In fact, if his business will earn, who knows that pwede na siyang kumuha ng sweldo doon. So, umpisa, baka hindi pa, di ba? And so that was the problem. Samia, this is not yet the right time. Although I feel like this is already the opportunity for me, hindi pa ito, but praying, 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 praying. Now, when this testimony came, this was his story. You know, after a year, that year that opportunity came, he talked to his boss. Sabi ng boss niya, stay ka muna dito. One year na lang, bigyan mo ka ng pagkakataon. One year, magstay ka ba dito? So he was very diligent. No, he was very loyal to his company, very thankful for his boss, for the opportunities that was given to him. And so out of that, he said, Sige, I'll stay for one more year. So eventually, that year ended. About two months ago, he came to his boss. Boss, two years na. May mga investors na ako. And so that was the part again. He was dreading that. He knew that that was the promise of God. But there was a problem. Yung income lag nga. And sabi niya, boss, sandali lang, ganito na lang, huwag ka na lang mag-resign, huwag ka na lang mag-misses, I'll give you this lump sum money. And mind you, the lump sum was seven figures. But you know what he said? Sorry, pare, ah, hindi talaga yan yung pinag-pray ko. So it was kind of a Christian answer. Niloloko ko pa nga siya, paka-religious mo dun, bro. Ah. You know what he said? Sabi niya, hindi yan yung pinag-pray ko. Now his boss came back with another answer. A million dollar question. His boss says, why don't we just do this? Because I value you so much. Why don't I become your investor in that business? I will invest in that business that you want and this is what I will do. You will have the greater share in that particular business kesa sa akin. But you will not resign from this company. In fact, I will give you an increase in this particular company. And not only that, ano pa ang gusto mong sasakyan? Oh man. Now, yan yung testimony. 
The grace of God. The grace of God. The grace of God will make you think. Sandali lang. Buti na lang, mali yung pinagpray namin. We thank God. <laughs> Thankfully, we did not know what we were praying for. Can you imagine if God answered that prayer, He would have an income lag problem even with a business. But we thank God that God knows Him more than He knows Himself. And so God answered him with what he actually needed, the grace of God. In times that when everything is working out, I want you to remember this picture as I end. When everything is working out in your life and you feel like that you've clinched that major project, you've made that major deal, a big financial blessing was given to you, or you made the, you, you had a very successful event or whatever, very successful at one single point in your life, I want you to remember this picture. Turtle. Yeah, that cute little turtle on a fence. Turtle on a fence. Remember that picture? When you are at a success moment in your life to, keep, to have the right perspective. Why? Because this picture will tell you that the turtle will not be able to put or climb himself up that fence. What do I mean? Because when you've clinched that project, when you've earned that money, when you've finished that successful event, when your boss tells you, well done, when, when you have been promoted, when you've opened a business opportunity, when a big client goes, goes your way, never ever forget that the grace of God is this turtle on a fence. Meaning, you never reach that point by yourself alone. In fact, someone must have placed you there. That is the grace of God in your life. And this grace of God from sin, from our life in general, trials and success, it will only come through Christ Himself, the embodiment of grace and truth. Amen. We hope you were inspired by that message. Learn more practical insights on such essential biblical truths by joining a Victory Group today. Inquire at the concierge or in our website at www.victoryalabang.org or just drop us a line in our Facebook page at facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Thank you and stay connected.